Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Blue-white breakdowns time. Bob Flounders, Dave Jones. Thursday, it's a little snowy. Dave, how bad did you guys get it in downtown? How are I don't you doing? Think, I don't think we got it as bad as you guys. We got uh, – I just went and measured because, you know, I got a report into the Penn State Meteorological Office. And uh, we we got like seven inches, and we got a lot of sleet at the end. Yeah, so do we. We got about nine or ten, but a lot of sleet overnight. Um, without going into too much detail, no, I've got I've got to tell you. Hold on, hold on, hold top, on. Top snow, top snowfall in Pennsylvania was Litchfield, up on the New York border. David, 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 I'm trying to tee you up, and you never let me tee you up. Just trust me, Dave. Dave, can you tell the Penn State fans that you are a bit of a weather geek? So this is kind of right up your alley. You and Jim Cantori. No, Jim Cantori is a fraud. And I'm, here to, I'm here to tell you that guy. Oh. That guy. There's a lot of people who do more work than that guy. That guy. That, he's a, he's he's a he's a he's a windbag. No he's Christmas cards from Jim this year, Dave. No Christmas cards. Not only that. Not only that. He goes to places that aren't quite in the bullseye, and like, then after them last night. And then and then does this and acts like he's going to get blown over. You know that guy. Yeah. But no, you I do have, love weather. Real quick, you do. I love have weather. actual actual Penn State meteorological buddies, Jeff Warner, who you know in the press box, sure. and um, John Neese, who is a uh, senior professor at Penn State. And I was in close contact with them last night Not during anywhere. during during the event. It was a snow and sleet event here. Yeah, I actually called up Joe Moorhead. You know, Joe Moorhead is a huge weather geek. Oh, I didn't know that. And did a did an edition of uh, Off Topic with him. We're going to get into more of those. Uh, I was going to say, you could probably, could, if you wanted to, you probably could have caught up with him and maybe wrote a little something. Well, Off off Topic is going to be a, a feature we can do. I love it. Do. That's uh, a great idea. The, the idea is you have to talk about something that has nothing to do with your sport. Okay. Or any sport. It's it's like something you're really into. Let's Dave, let's talk about something that has everything to do with Penn State football. That in the the Illinois fighting Illini, a 5:30 dream kickoff Saturday, <laughs> week nine. The fans wanted it, they got it. What do you think about it? Uh, I guess they're getting on the plane, right? I was I talked to some people. I heard some things uh a couple days ago that it looked pretty dicey that they were even going to get on the plane there a bunch of the guys on the team are a little upset that lovey sure. Smith was fired sunday just sunday um and now they're having this add-on game i mean they're going nowhere it's a another a great decision by the big 10 in 2020 <laughs> just, just stacking them champions weekend bob not only that how about nebraska having to go get in a plane for rutgers like what today what they're, they're gonna fly in today. They gotta try to get into Newark today. Yeah. It's just a it's a really that bad decision. backyard rival Rutgers. I think at some point we're gonna do a blue-white breakdown just on the, the inner workings of the Big Ten conference, yeah. the first year commissioner, 
all that went wrong, whatever that went right, but they have to be better. Do they not in 2021? I, I, I honestly think maybe Kevin Warren thought it was such a fail-safe operation the way Delaney built it for 30 years that he could just come in and right. drink a glass of Merlot and serve some brie around and shake hands and pat asses and that, everything would be fine, you know? Uh, that did not turn out that way. No, it did not turn out that way. He got a little more than he bargained for. This is not going to look good on his resume, Dave. I got news for it. It's not, it's not a resume builder. You, I think he might be answering the family. He's get off his resume for his next job. He's going to just say uh, 2020 unemployed. 2020 yeah. busy doing other stuff. He's, he's going to be answering the fan line in a couple of years. <laughs> Dave, is there is there anything Penn State fans should be geared up for on Saturday? We usually talk about the preview. We'll get to that in a little bit. But just the, the idea of a ninth game, um, you know, and, you know, Illinois, you're right about Illinois. They got to travel. They're not happy their coach got fired. What kind of What kind of incentive? do they have to, to, to show up for this game and, and play? Well, none. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially this year, uh, what is the point for any of it? It's, it's, it's just, it's really, it's, it's, I blame Greg Pickle and people like him. Yeah. Because this is a game for people who just want to, uh, to wager, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. And Greg Pickle, I know you're listening, so it's kind of your fault. <laughs> kind of your fault. I mean, there's a lot of people like that, and that's what those Mac games are on for in the middle of the Mac week. Shit. Mac yeah. shit. I mean, that's what that is. There, there are more. Plus, they get to be on national TV. I mean, yeah, but I mean, come on. No one else is watching those games. That's who's watching the games. And if they weren't being watched, they wouldn't watch be on. This game will be watched because – it's fodder. It's TV fodder. And really, very, very honestly, it's for the gamblers and it's for whatever revenue they're going to make on an extra to fulfill their contract. I don't know what those details are, but that's all it is. Right. And they're asking these guys to get on a plane in the middle of a pandemic for this. I, I mean, luckily, the storm was on Wednesday instead of Friday. Then what would have happened? I, I can't imagine what would come off. I'm really surprised it's going to come off now. Yeah. For the Penn State fans, uh, just coming just coming uh, over their first signing day, Penn State, 15 kids signed in the class. Uh, we can tell you there's probably some news coming later in the week, possibly on another kid, but they have another signing day coming up, Dave. Uh, just wanted to pass that along because some Penn State fans get pretty worked up. I'm, I'm in tremors. Pretty, pretty worked up. I'm, I'm trembling over the prospects of another. another. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, are we, what are we supposed to, for a layman, what yeah. are we supposed to take away from this class, Bob? I mean, they were in, in dire straits. They got it back up into the top 20, yeah. as I understand. But yeah. they didn't exactly dominate the state, did they? They didn't. And, you know, they recovered a little bit, and the class is certainly not bad. They have some really intriguing players. Dave, the kid from Malvern Prep, is a two-sport athlete who could, who could be a very high pick in the upcoming amateur baseball draft, Lonnie White. He's a wide receiver who's going to try and play two sports at Penn State, but he's a really, really good baseball player as well. They also got an offensive lineman from Maryland, Langdon Tengwall, four-star. But Dave, you're right. The kid that got away, the Rucci kid, Todd Rucci, 
played at Penn State, a very good offensive lineman. His son is going to Wisconsin. He was a five-star in-state. Um, and Penn State, I think, felt good about their chances up until, you know, the last couple of months when they found out that they were not going to get him. And there's been too many kids from Pennsylvania uh, that are either high four stars or five stars that have gotten away. Um, I think Ohio State got a five-star quarterback from Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken, in this upcoming class. So so they have the replacement for Justin Fields if they want him. But, Dave, they're just – you know, it's tough to keep, keep up with these guys. And James has finally acknowledged that they're going to put more emphasis on getting the top talent out of the uh, transfer portal. They're going to dedicate more – out. they're going to allocate more time and resources towards doing that. I just don't. I just think that if a good player is in the transfer portal and Ohio State wants them, they're going to get him. So I don't know what James could do. All right, let me run this stuff by you. As yeah. someone who used to be a contrarian about recruiting altogether, I've seen, I think, a trend toward much more accurate appraisal of recruits than say 15 or 20 years ago. And when when you know Joel when, Holler, when, Joel Holler, are you talking Phil, about Joel Holler? When Phil Gross was running this business, and it is a business. It's a whole right. cottage industry. And you're right. getting Ronnie Christ actually really started it. Yes. And Ronnie, Ronnie this is a, a little story we can tell because Ronnie got Joe Paterno so pissed off <laughs> that he right. the because Ronnie was all over it. Ronnie was maybe the, the free, free internet, all, the, all yeah, of it. Just, maybe yeah. the first beat writer who really concentrated and saw the value of writing about recruiting and recruits before anybody did. I think that's legitimately right. true. Right. Um, and he, he, he printed the entire list of the incoming class. And Joe was apoplectic, I guess. He was just livid, called a meeting. Was, was that not with Nick? It was a meeting with Nick, right? Well, I mean, this, this predates my time. I've heard, I've heard it was variations of this story. I, I do know that he was very upset. Yeah. So I, I could see Joe meeting with Nick about yeah, this. Yeah, and Nick, Nick basically very nicely, as Nick was able to do, very, very diplomatically told him to pound sand. <laughs> <laughs> Nick probably loved the fact that he was upset. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But Ronnie yeah. saw the value in that uh, before anybody did, before there were any, any of these cottage recruiting uh, magazines or which, which you know, Phil's turned into a uh, – uh, I got to give Phil Gross credit for one thing. He broke a story just recently. I'm listening. That nobody knows he broke because he didn't really get credit for it. What was he it? Bro he broke the story that Maryland was joining the Big Ten. No. That is true. Well, kudos to Phil. ESPN got credit for it, and, and they didn't really they didn't really have uh -huh. it first. Phil Gross had that first. So, so you know, Phil, but, but back then you didn't have tape. You didn't have huddle. You didn't have seven-on-seven seven, uh, gatherings all summer. And right. you didn't really have any way to compare kids from different areas of the country. I, really, even in your own region, it was whoever they played, let alone this with, with all these camps. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're I'm not wrong, that the appraisals have gotten more and more and more accurate so that not only can the, the programs like Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama load up legitimately on guys they know are really good. Mm -hmm. But but those kids want to go to those operations and the appraisals of four or five stars are are pretty accurate now. And you're seeing those those schools dominate on the field because great talent will will do it for you as long as the appraisals are accurate. And I just think the appraisals are much more accurate. 
Is that right? I, I got that uh, right. It, I think I think you're Am pretty. Right? Am I, right? I don't like to give you credit, Dave, but I think I think what you just said was pretty accurate. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm a little stunned. You had a deep thought about recruiting, but it just it just goes to show. I never know what you're thinking at downtown. I never know what's going on. I have what's going on in that big brain. It's about recruiting. I didn't know it. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't plan on three good minutes from me on recruiting, did you? <laughs> I did not. I did not. A pleasant surprise. A pleasant surprise. Dave, we actually have a couple things we need to get to. Um, but just one thing I wanted to get to, I wanted to cover with you because this will, uh, uh, Greg and I will be up for the Illinois game. So we're going to do the blue white breakdown after that game. So by the time we talk again, we're going to know whether or not a Penn state's where Penn state may be playing in a bowl game or B if they decided not to play in a bowl game, Dave, just your thoughts on win or lose. They get an invite, whether it's Saturday night or Sunday morning, what should James Franklin do? Um, how do you think he should approach it? And do you think Penn state should play in a bowl game? Let them go home. Let them go home for, if there was one year, uh, if it was any year, if there was any year where you have a losing record and you get a bowl game, I would say let them go home. But especially this year, the fact is, you know, the dirty little secret about a lot of these programs, even the ones where the kids basically get along with the staff and the coach, I think that's true of Penn State. I think yep. the staff is pretty well liked. Um, they get a little sick of, of being told what to do and where to go. And at the end of a season like this, you know, even if they finish four and five, what does it mean? You know, where are they going to go? Are they, they going to go to the pinstripe bowl or what? Um, <laughs> what, what, are, what are they? I, there is a probably, pinstripe bowl this year, but one of the, there's a, they're mentioned with like in conjunction with a couple bowls. Not like, only that, but, but usually you could rationalize, and this was always the talking point, that this was a reward for the players. Well, what would reward the players yeah. better this year than simply being safe and going home and celebrating the holidays with their families? That's what they should be doing. Nothing else. None of this baloney we're, we're, with a third-tier bowl game right. with a four-and-five record. Uh, that's what they want to do, I think, these guys. Yeah. But you know, let them do whatever they want to do. So, Dave, if, if you're James after the game, you he said he's going to have a discussion, obviously. But so – you leave it up to the players. But my question, Dave, is what's the cutoff point for playing the game if if 60% of the team wants to how many how many players have to want to play for Penn State to consider it? I or would make the, I, you, you make the I decision. Would make, I think James should make the decision independent of whatever okay. the players say. Okay. I think he should call this off. Okay. This is ridiculous. It's stupid. No one will ever remember whatever bowl game they play in. And, and you can say that about half the bowl games Penn State has played in during my career. Right. I mean, that's true. Right. I mean, uh, I'll pick a random one out of the, the out of the, the ether. Yeah, well, I actually remember that because that was kind of a good time the in, uh, for Jacksonville. That's that's the one I was going to say. Three. The, 19, the 1992 Blockbuster Bowl, <laughs> which they, they scheduled they ahead of time. Yeah, and I've got Bill Walsh there to talk to, and it's still they went out there and traipsed out there. They were seven and five. It had been a lousy, disappointing season. They were supposed to be better. They were coming off a ninety-one season 
where they were third in the nation and had only lost uh, to USC and, and a really good Miami team that ended up winning the national title in a classic 26-20 at the Orange Bowl that, that was like the surface of mercury down there. That was, <laughs> that was an amazing game, an amazing game. They were supposed to be much better, and they came out of the box and lost to BC. They lost to BYU. They, they lost to Miami at the beginning of the season. In, in a really uh, disappointing performance. And that was the Richie Anderson stopped on fourth down game. By the, by the end of the season, they were, they were shot. They didn't want to go to any bowl game and they played like it. Right. They played like it against Stanford. Um, this is independent of all that. This is a special situation where you just should let the, don't, don't put it on the players. Right. What players are, tw- they're 20, 21, 22. And yeah. so many times they do what the coaches think they want to hear. Right. They or tell them what they think they want to hear. Or their teammates. there's that pressure on them. Don't right. dis- disappoint your teammates. Well, right. you know, that's baloney. You know, it's really don't disappoint the coaches. Right. Because everyone's leery of that. This is one year where they should just let them go home, let them be with their families, and let them make sure that they don't have to quarantine during Christmas. Now I got to give Penn state credit because their numbers have been phenomenal with COVID. They just came out with another report. Yeah. One uh, positive test. Yeah. 12, 1200 and some uh, athletes tested one positive test. That's phenomenal. They, they deserve credit for that. Let's just keep it going. Let the season end. It it hasn't been a vintage season under any respect. Let it go. Let it end. Dave, one other reason why James might want to do what you just said, and I don't think the fans really think about it, but uh, if you're going to talk about player safety, if Penn State plays in a bowl game, they'll really be playing 10 consecutive weeks with no buy, straight through, because they had eight the eight-game regular season, the ninth games now, and their bowl game will be within the next week, one way or the other. To play 10 straight weeks during any season, I think, uh, it, it's a little bit of a physical risk. Yeah, and there is no reward, what I was going to get at. There's no reward for the players here because they can't get out and mingle and do anything that you usually do in a fun spot. They, they're, gonna, they're just going to be sitting in, in, in the hotel. Right. That's, that's not fun. There's nothing fun about that, and there's no reward. Okay, I like it. All right, we're about halfway through the blue-white breakdown. Dave Jones with some strong takes about A, recruiting, B, Penn State's Bold possibilities. I love it. Dave, before we get to the Penn State preview, I got two things for you. First of all, um, I know, and I know you thought about it. Give me your thoughts on Ohio State Northwestern and how you think it's going to play out. I wish they were playing Iowa because I think it – what's your opinion? Do you think well, Iowa – I'm going to tell you, Greg and, I talk, Greg and I talked about it on I've got a specific. I've got a specific reason yeah. for, for why I think Iowa – would be a bigger threat. And I want to see a good game. I want to see someone beat them, actually. I want to yeah, see someone I, beat them. I, uh, I'm so going to actually... If, if, if there was one reason you think Iowa is a greater threat to this specific Ohio State team, what would it be? Well, actually, I haven't I haven't really thought. I, would, I just want to give you the one thought that I... The, I just kind of thought about it in the last 24 hours. So I'm going to pull a little, a little flip-flop, maybe a Dave Jones flip-flop, no, not a Dave Jones flip-flop. But on Tuesday, Dave, I said I, I would take Northwestern uh, in the 20 or whatever it is. But the more I think about it, um, no matter who Ohio State's playing, um, they are going to try and put on a show because of the fact they haven't played enough games. And I'm wondering if this is going to be a little bit like the 2014 
Penn State or Ohio State Wisconsin. Oh, game, the fifty-nine nothing game. Where Ohio State knew they needed to impress people to kind of to kind of validate maybe their case to be in the tournament. Ohio State's not lacking in athletes, and I, and I just think that Northwestern can only play one way. They got to come from behind. They're in trouble. I just wonder if maybe Ohio State's going to try and really put it to them if they're focused. So I would actually probably think Ohio State may uh, torch these guys. So you're saying that Ryan Day is going to let the dogs out? That's what you mean? <laughs> they he might let the dogs out. Also, he's got <laughs> he's got a Heisman Trophy contender, a really fringe one now, but uh, I could see all of that being in play. What about you? Well, okay. What's so, your yeah, for Iowa? As usual, as usual, I went off on a tangent with Iowa. Um, I, I just think the reason that Northwestern is, where the, while they are resolute and they're well-coached and they're tough at linebacker with Gallagher and yep. uh, Patty Fisher, Patty Fisher, and they, they, they're tough kids, um, they don't have the kind of quarterback that can exploit Ohio State's prime weakness. And I think I, we've talked about this before. I don't think that back four is very good. And I think if you if you did what Penix, Michael Penix did in the second half, and um, that was that was really impressive. Just mm -hmm. go at those back four on first down, um, on 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 running traditional running downs. Spencer Petrus could do that because he's got a strong arm. Mm -hmm. If you let him, let it, he's, he's got been better and better and better since like, Penn State's kind of turned his season around as it, as it has uh, several quarterbacks. He has all the movement of a Barca lounger, Dave. You said but, it before. Yeah. But if you, if you let, let, him, let him sit back there on first down and just start firing around, uh, they have, they've got Amir Smith-Marset. They've got a couple of guys who could – Tyler Goodson coming out of the backfield. They've got some weaponry that Northwestern just doesn't really have. And the, the other thing is Peyton Ramsey, why I love him. I mean, there's a reason that he has always been a, a kind of a background kind of quarterback is he doesn't have that kind of arm. He's not – he doesn't have a deep arm uh, that, that I think you need. Right. Or the, the Northwestern doesn't have the kind of team – where they can go at Ohio State with broad strokes. So yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think it could be a bloodbath, yeah. it, but not not right away, just kind of gradual. It gets out of hand, ends up 35 points instead of yeah. 20, 20 and a half, I think the line is. Dave, two more quick questions before we get to our scores for the Penn State-Illinois game. Dave, is there any chance in the world that Patty Fisher doesn't come from a drinking family? You don't name your son. <laughs> Patty Fisher, unless I'm not going there. goes your way around a bar room. Do you agree? Disagree or agree? Well, both of them are very, very Irish. Uh, Gallagher, Gallagher, and Patty Fisher. They're they're. I'm so they're, jealous of those names. I can't even. <laughs> you just jealous. you're not jealous. jealous of them. You just want to drink with them. I know. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would have steins like this big. <laughs> and you'd be like, "You want to go? You want to go? Let's go." <laughs> I know, I know you. You would it's love a great name. It's a great name. I hope he has a great game just because of the name. <laughs> Those guys are two really good linebackers, yeah. but they're in the wrong game here. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think Ohio State has too much weaponry. Okay, one more, real quick. Without without getting into specifics, just give me four or five guys you are considering for the Heisman without going into any kind of ranking. Who are the guys that are maybe on your radar? I haven't even looked at it. 
I haven't looked at it. I'm you not looked ready. at boats. I didn't know how far along you were. No, I, I only I only get that thing out right at the end of the season, and I look at it, and I, I I sink all of my attention into the Big Ten. I don't even watch a lot of other college football except for late games. Right. Um, I might watch a uh, a group of five game out there, a a, a Mountain West game or Pac-12 game, but I don't even watch a lot of SEC, and I think all the legit candidates are are pretty much in the SEC, aren't they? That's so the way you look at so it. So when are you going to get caught up? Uh, next week. Oh, well, isn't, you know, it, isn't, the deadline, isn't the deadline Monday? Or is it yeah, I get caught. I get caught up Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I all mean, right. I spend all the time administrating you guys and calling okay. you guys. When I get on it, okay. I make sure, like, did, you got your email, right? I did. Yeah. I, did. I got two, two emails. Two parts. Yeah. Yep. Gray was freaking out because he only got the second email. He thought, and then he's a warrior. He's a world class warrior. He wanted me to call the National Guard, or, or my mom, or something, or get it, get it done. Uh, he was, he was worried. He was concerned. He was anxious. But that's the what I want. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's what I do. That's what I, I keep track of. Okay. Um, are right. we going to talk about Illinois at all? This is it right now? I, I was right. just going to try and get to your. You took too long talking about the Heisman. So now we got to fast track this. Um. Give me the Illinois breakdown. Go what, ahead. What is your opinion of these specific running quarterbacks like Will Levis that everyone is going to? I thought we were done with this, and now we're getting more of it. You know what? He is he is in the game to, to limit the damage absorbed by Sean Clifford. That's my theory because well, everyone has they, one. I think they saw. I think they saw he was getting you know the the living hell kicked out of him early in the year, and they also wanted to give Will a role just in case. You know, so I think it's I think he's they're serving a couple of different masters there by uh, by having Will Moore involved. To, to Will's credit, though, he attacks the line of scrimmage with vigor, even though I, I, he's a big kid. But he, he does not he does not shy away from contract. Uh, yeah. Well, well, everyone has one now. It seems like is, is there any team other than Ohio State and maybe one or two others yeah. in the Big Ten that doesn't have this running quarterback who comes in? Yeah. Uh, Illinois. Illinois is named Isaiah Williams. He's very quick. He had a big game, I think, against, uh, who was it, Rutgers. He, they are a very good running team. They're number two running team in the Big Chase Ten. Chase Brown. Yep, and Chase Brown and Mike Epstein mm -hmm. are in the uh, – they've got three different guys in the top 17 in rushing in the league, including Isaiah Williams. Uh, but their standard pocket quarterback is Brandon Peters, who is one of those other Michigan quarterbacks who is going to be the guy, and he's playing better. He's played better at Illinois until he got into uh, some COVID protocol uh, than he ever did at Michigan. Uh, he's, he's no a, Wilton Spate, Dave. He's no Wilton Spate. <laughs> he's no, he's no, uh, he's no <laughs> Shane Morris either, I guess. But um, he, he is an underrated quarterback. Uh, if Illinois wants to play at all, yeah, uh, they can they can give Penn State's defense some some trouble because they are multifaceted. They can really run the ball and Penn State needs to come out and be ready to play. Or maybe these guys get a little fire in them. Um, the defense has had its trouble over the years. It, it is decent now. Uh, they've, they've got some guys who can hit some people, but they're not they're not going to stun you or anything. And And it's. I just think this is about who wants to play. And, and from what I've heard, Illinois might not want to make this trip. So are we going to get into the lines now? I think it's, it's time Penn for Penn State wins handily. Um, I don't know that. I think it's right on the line. 
Okay. I'm not sure Penn State is all, all right. that enthusiastic about this. All thing. right, let's let's rip through these lines. We already covered Ohio State Northwestern. Uh, I can't believe this game's coming off, but apparently it is. Nebraska has to fly to Newark today. Okay. <laughs> they got to fly in there. And it could they're going to be the revenge game, Dave. You it are never. Be. You. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's if he's but okay. He got hurt. That Maryland game. Yeah, hurt. I think he, he might not be able to play. I'm not sure. Uh, but, but apparently Rutgers has more than a few guys who might not be able to play. That's the only way I can interpret this line, and I'm giving you a hint. Have you looked at yeah, the Yeah, yeah, I saw the line. I, I was surprised but I was surprised Nebraska was a seven-point favorite. Yeah, how about that? I think uh, there's no way there's no way you can lay seven with the way Nebraska's been playing. No, no, no. It also I, was so frustrating that Penn State lost to this team, if you think about it. Like, they, they should have never lost that game. They weren't a funk. I mean, they, they, were, they, were. they shouldn't have lost the Indiana game. And right. if they win the Indiana game, what happens? But I don't know. If Indiana plays Nebraska, they're like four <laughs> touchdowns better. I'm just saying Nebraska is was was ripe for the plucking game, and they just threw the game away. I think Penn State was in a funk by that point. That you just really like did. saying funk. Yeah. Well. All right. What else we got? Jake Funk. Minnesota at Wisconsin. Have you looked at this? I haven't. I'm surprised this game is being played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wisconsin is four and a half, maybe? Twelve and a half. Uh, I would agree with that line. I think uh, Pat Boy's been living on borrowed time, especially last week. I mean, they they had 33 guys out with protocol. And they beat Nebraska. And they won. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. What did Penn State do? Did you know what Frost said afterward? He Beat said his up. offense couldn't get in a rhythm because there were too many TV timeouts. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I really thought I really thought they had the right guy at Nebraska. I know. I just, I, who knew? Who knew? Him? Like, it is a lot of excuse making out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Illinois at Penn State is um, fifteen. So what do you got there? Twenty-seven-seven Lions. I would tend to say like twenty-seven thirteen. Well, didn't you officially make a pick for Penn Live? Hmm? You did yeah. make a pick, right? What did I say? Was it? I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know you already made a pick. All right. Yeah, I remember. I, I, right. I just remade the pick. I don't. I don't know. That's 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 this game. Boy, that's oh, champions. Boy. That's the that's the that's the anxiety and electricity of Champions Weekend, Bob. You're in a uh, funk. Michigan, You're in a funk. Michigan's <laughs> Michigan State at Maryland. Have you looked at it? Are they definitely playing this? They are playing this, right? Do we know? As far as I know, yeah. I haven't heard that. If they are playing it, if they are playing it, I don't know if that quarterback's healthy. He didn't play last week against oh, Rutgers. No, Talia? Yeah. Yeah, so without him, I'm going to say Michigan State. I'll, oh, if it's at Maryland, I'll say Maryland minus three. Why? Because of the home, home field advantage? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's two. It's Maryland minus two. I don't even know. I'll I take Michigan State because I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure two his brothers ready to go. There, there's, there's no evidence that that there, there might be no evidence that game was played afterward. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then Northwestern at Ohio State. You love Ohio State here. Apparently. Yeah, I, the more I think about it, I think Ohio State wants to show everyone they belong, so they're going to try and stick it to Northwestern. Style points, style points. You know. Northwestern. No weather to worry about. Indoors, fast track. Look out. Yeah. Northwestern, they surprise you sometimes. It would be awesome if they won. It would be uh, awesome. 
I mean, it would be. They might as well just poor. give Fitzgerald like the Bears job. They might as well just hand it to him if they beat him. I don't think table. he wants it. I think he wants to be. With, that's the only job they haven't offered him, and that was supposedly the holy grail for him. He might take that. You need to get a hold of Teddy Greenspan <laughs> and get to the bottom of this. Isn't Nagy on thin ice? What's going oh, on? With I think the ice is broken. Oh, so it's it's a. It's I, th- a I think he'll be out of there after this year. So it's a foregone conclusion. He stuck. He he hitched his uh, he hitched his wagon to Mitchell Trubisky. David, you can't do it. Can't not not good. Can't play with him. Can't can't, can't have him. Can't run an that's offense a, with him. Not going to do that's it. A good time for the Mike Singletary. Can't have it. <laughs> can't win with him. All right. Anything else as we wrap up the blue right breakdown? How's how's the dog? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> wow, he is a big lad. He is a big lad. He is worn out because his new friend Skyler, the Husky mix, and she's only about nine months, just wore his ass out yesterday in the snow, and he's still recovering. All right. Well, yeah. good for him. Keep him warm and it's, well it's fed. It's a beautiful day here, as you can see. It's 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 a gorgeous. It's day lovely. Nice tree too. Very nice tree. Yeah. All uh, right, Danny. I had nothing to do with it. All right. Be in touch soon, man. See ya. All right. Good luck, guys.